Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, and today my guest is Jennifer Bergman. Jennifer is the Brainerd City Administrator. Jennifer, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks, Ken. It's always great to be here. Well, it's good to have you here. So we find out what's going on in the city of Brainerd. We have a lot going on in the city of Brainerd, which is really exciting, and I love to come talk about it. Perfect. Well, uh, where do you want to start? Well, why don't we start with updates to the city council? Um, as you know, we have an election coming up this year. Yes. And in Brainerd, we have five positions on the ballot in the general election for the city council. We have Ward 2. We have one candidate there. That's Kelly Bevins. We have Ward 4. We have three candidates there, Gabe Johnson, Emily LeClaire, and Jonathan Miller. We have an at-large position, and we have two candidates running there, Jeff Chesok and Justin Grecula. We have the mayor. And Mayor Badeau is the only one running for that seat. And then we're going to have a special election in Ward 1 because Dave Pritchett has resigned. He's taken a position up in Hibbing. So as a result of that resignation, that will be on the ballot. And we have three candidates for Ward 1, William Beezer, Kara Terry, and Leonard Skillings. Mm. Since there are three candidates um, who filed in Ward 1 and Ward 2, they will be on the ballot for the primary, which is August 9th, because those have to be narrowed down to two candidates for the general election. So that's those are the, the openings. Also, with Dave Pritchett's resignation, we the council will be appointing a city council member to fill Dave's term until the end of the year. And we did get three people who applied for that uh, temporary seat. And that is uh, Leonard Skillings, Tara Carey, and William Beezer. So the three (laughs) candidates who are running have also applied uh, to fill that seat temporarily. Okay. When does the city council make their decision on which one of those three will fill that seat Temporarily. Temporarily, and that will be done at the regular city council meeting on July 18th, and the council will conduct interviews, and then they'll select one of those three to fill the seat. Okay, so... Yeah. Interviews beforehand, and then uh, they'll select one to fill it for the time being. And as long as we're talking about elections... Yes. We, of course, are always looking for election judges. So if anybody out there is interested in being an election judge, there's a training you have to take, a test you have to take. It's not that hard. Um, And we're looking for somebody, people for both the primary and the general election. It pays $15 an hour for the regular election judges. And then an assistant judge or a head judge will be paid $20 an hour. So if there's anybody out there interested in taking part, being involved in the election, we would encourage them to reach out to uh, City Hall. Yeah, I I know my wife has done that for so many years, I can't even count. But uh, yeah, a little bit of training. And then uh, obviously you have to be available, I, I would assume, on August 9th and on Election Day. That's correct. And, you know, it's kind of a fun day. Yeah. So, you know, it starts early, ends late. Yes, it does. But it's one day. Yeah. So we would encourage people. And, and probably most importantly, it's the key part of the democratic democratic process. It sure is. Yeah. yeah and you're really taking a part in that. And it's, uh, you know, a civic duty as well. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. If someone is interested in being an election judge, do they just come to City Hall and 
yep, they can just either come to City Hall, call City Hall, and we'll be able to help them figure out what that process is. Very good. All right. Um, uh, last time we talked, uh, I know uh, Paul Sandy had left to take a position. He was the acting city, en- city engineer, but do I understand you've actually hired his replacement now? We have, and we are so excited. One of the things we kept hearing about was how hard it is to hire city engineers right yes, now. Yes, yes. So there's such a demand. And we actually ended up with two really excellent candidates uh, who we interviewed. So I'm happy to share with you that we have hired uh, his name is Jesse Dean, and he's actually currently the assistant city engineer for the city of Marshall. And that's really great because there are so many similarities between Marshall and Brainerd. So I think he'll be able to just really come in and hit the ground running. Also, um, as you know, as you mentioned, we have that contract with WSB where Paul Sandy went to. He is currently our interim city engineer, a temporary city engineer. And that contract goes till the end of August. So Jesse will start August 1st, and Paul Sandy will have a month to work with Jesse. So it really worked out well. Very good. Very good. And uh, that's good to know because there's always projects <laughs> going on in the city of Brainerd. Always. And this time of the year, of course, there's road projects everywhere. Bring us up to speed on what's going on this year. You bet. And you're seeing road closures, right? You're seeing them on South 6th, East River Road. You know, we have them. 5th Street, where the school district is working on their property. So um, East River Road was closed on July 5th to begin the reconstruction of that road with the new Mississippi Landing Trailhead Park. We're doing some diagonal parking down there. So that's closed. Um, We're hopeful that it'll be done by the time that school starts. So um, just so you know, you'll have to Move around East River Road. Okay. Um, South 6, that is a MnDOT project. And I also mean to mention, too, that MnDOT is really great about doing updates. They have a website, and you can just Google, you know, City of Brainerd, South South 6th Street, and be able to see kind of where they're at. Um, They continue to work on South 6th between Joseph and Buffalo Hills. That should be done by the end of July. And then Mm. they'll start going from Buffalo Hills up to Greenwood Street. So... Just stay tuned on updates for that. That is a huge project because they're not just doing resurfacing. They're replacing the whole shebang. They're widening it. There's a lot of things. Is there sewer and stuff going in there as well? There is, and there are a lot of things going on. And again, fingers crossed that'll be done. That bigger portion will be done here by the end of July. Okay. We also are doing some very large patching projects. You know, if you drive around and you see spray paint, um, maybe big boxes of spray paint. That's There are just sections of our streets that we can't do crack sealing. They're bigger. They have more potholes concentrated in one area. So the council always allocates some funds to do those larger patching projects. That'll be starting sh- soon. Anderson Brothers will be doing that project. So just be on the lookout for those as well. And that just extends the life of our street. Yeah. And then Washington Street, as you know, it was delayed to 2026, but MnDOT continues to work on that. They are planning for some public engagement in August, so stay tuned. They're going to have some new designs, drawings, and get some public input as to where they are right now. So uh, stay tuned. There isn't a date set, but hopefully when I'm back here in August, I'll have a date for you. Wonderful. Meantime, I know uh, there were some grants we talked about uh, last time, uh, the River to Rails Project corridor, that they were eligible. Bring us up to speed on that. 
Great. Thank you, actually. This is a really exciting project, I think, for the city of Brainerd. The Initiative Foundation got $4.5 million from DEED, the Department of Employment and Economic Development, through the state. And they've allocated a little more than $765,000 specifically to the city of Brainerd. And then they asked our local economic development authority, our EDA, to oversee that process. The EDA identified areas where they really wanted to focus the funds and that's housing, which we always hear we have such a short of, shortage, landscaping, lighting, green space, parking, kind of all in one category, small business, and child care, right? We Ooh, hear about yeah. child care shortages as well. And those funds can be used for a number of different things, repair and renovation of property, building construction, landscaping and streetscaping, demolition and site preparation, project pre-design and design, engineering, and then non-municipal infrastructure. So as you mentioned, those funds are targeted to the River to Rail Corridor, and that's basically from Washington Street, which includes the properties on the north side, up to or down to Oak Street, which also includes the properties on the south South side, side. and then it goes from the river to 19th Street. So it's a pretty big area. That program does require a two-for-one match. So what that means is if somebody applied, say, $9,000, $6,000 would have to be of the, the property owner's money, and then 3000 of that would be the grant. But the city of Brainerd and the HRA thought, you know, there are a lot of people out there who may struggle with that match. So they've actually allocated $100,000 between the two to be used to help with that match. Mm. They are targeting projects that have a total development cost of 100,000 or less, but really focusing on those projects that are 50,000 or less, really looking at those small businesses that may struggle with that match. Mm. So hopefully that will help incentivize and get people to apply because we want as many people to apply as possible. As I mentioned, the Initiative Foundation is getting $4.5 million. We're getting 765000 But if that $4.5 million is not allocated by October, there's a potential that Brainerd could get even more. Mm. We're ready to go. We The EDA approved the application, and we are set to go. We're just waiting for the Initiative Foundation indeed to have a signed contract. And as soon as they do, we will open up those applications. They will be open for 50 days, and we'll make sure that we're getting the word out as best as we can. We're actually going to be doing a direct mailer to all properties within that River to Rail corridor. It'll be on social media. So please follow the city of Brainerd if you are interested in that. Again, as soon as the Initiative Foundation gives us the thumbs up, we will hit start on that application. Excellent. Yeah. And do you expect that sooner than later? Hopefully. What I've heard is by the end of this week or the end of next week. Okay. So, And then Bladeck is working with us to monitor, kind of manage that entire application process. Wow. Yeah. A lot of moving parts there. But bottom line is businesses uh, find out more uh, at the very least. Absolutely. Stay tuned so you can take advantage of this excellent opportunity. All right. Um, One of the other things we talked about when you were here last was that uh, some people uh, were hoping to see the city council meetings back on cable. And do I understand that has happened again now? 
we were on cable on July 5th. How about that? It is great. Now, unfortunately, we're only able to broadcast right now on CTC, which is Channel 8. It's called the PEG Channel, Public Education and Government. We have a relationship with Central Lakes College, who's kind of managing that cable channel for us. Charter uh, is still waiting on some parts. So hopefully soon those charter subscribers will also be able to watch it on their PEG channel. So yay, it's been about six, nine months in the works, so we have it, and it's on cable. Okay, and those parts will arrive either Tuesday or Wednesday between 10 and 4 p.m. That's right. Yeah, you just don't know. (laughs) Supply chains, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. All right. Anything else that we need to know, Jennifer? So I think last but not least, I'm sure you've been reading in the paper about our new zoning code. Mm, Um, Yes. The Planning Commission really has been working hard on this for almost two years. Uh, We hired a consultant, Swanson Hascamp Consulting, to help rewrite completely rewrite the city zoning code. The purpose of the zoning code really is to regulate the development of land within a community, both the type of structures that are built on it and then the uses that are allowed in that zone, right? So the purpose of Brainerd rewriting the code is to really have a much better representation of our community as it is today and then also where we would like to be in the future. The consultant and the planning commission really spent a lot of time researching the city as it is, asking residents and council members about where they'd like to see the city in the future, and then creating zones that would really accomplish that. After several versions, uh, the council did adopt that new code on July 5th. Like with any code or any policy, it isn't perfect, but we think we're a lot better than where we were. And While we know there might be changes and tweaks as we move forward, we're really proud of the foundation we've set for this. The code is much friendlier, it's better organized, and really clearly laid out. And the new proposed code will help deregulate some of those zoning processes Mm. and to help attract and retain some of our current businesses, as well as kind of have complete neighborhoods. So um, I think hopefully it'll help alleviate some of the housing shortages by promoting infill and redevelopment of those parcels. And we believe property owners and developers will just find it a lot easier to read and to interpret. So if anyone has questions about that new zoning code, please reach out to James Kromvik, who is our community development director, and he'll be able to answer any questions anybody may have. So we hope that people find it a lot more user-friendly. There are diagrams in it, and it just there's tables that really lay out what each code allows and doesn't allow. So we just hope that people find it a lot easier to interpret. Sounds like they really did a good job uh, redoing the uh, zoning code and making it user-friendly. They sure did, and I really kudos to the Planning Commission who spent hours and hours and hours. And, you know, our Planning Commission members are volunteers, Ooh. so they just spent a whole lot of time really digging into the zoning code. Good for them. Yeah, good great. All right. Well, we covered a lot of territory here, Jennifer. If uh, folks want to find out more about any of these things we talked about, a lot of this is on your website, right? It is. And, you know, I would always encourage people to get involved in local government. One of the things that, you know, it's amazing how much local government really impacts people's day-to-day lives. You can, we, now you know, we have our 
council meetings on cable. They are streaming on YouTube. You can watch them after the fact, either on cable or YouTube. We would just encourage people, get involved. Pay attention to what's happening um, in your city. It, it really is amazing, all the great things that we're doing. So, you know, I just encourage people, get involved. Very good. Yeah. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Ken. It's always great. Jennifer Bergman, our guest today. Jennifer is the Brainerd City Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget, our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're right on our website at 1067wjjy.com. And you can also find them on our free mobile app powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.